information delivered through this program is provided as an educational resource only and is not to be used for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. If you require any form of professional support, please seek it out for yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every week, Val and I present a casual but impactful conversation about strategies to help you live your best life. For the next half hour, we'll discuss topics that are of interest to anyone seeking to live more abundantly in today's ever-changing world. I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope that you find something meaningful that resonates in your life. Greetings, abundant seekers and peak performers, and welcome to the show. And I would say hello, Val, at this moment uh, normally, but uh, we're playing an extra special version of Where's Valdo? Uh, we've hidden her where you can't see her in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And uh, so you, uh, you, you're, you're never going to win the, the game this time. So joining me in her place is the ever lovely uh, Brian Swanson. I've never been described as lovely. Really? Oh, I'm not hard to believe. I was told one time that I was affable, and I said, I'm not that funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you are that funny. I've had a, I've had a really good conversation with you filled with lots of affs, so I know you are that funny. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, filling in for us, uh, Brian. And i got to tell you, this was a very last-minute uh, fill-in. Uh, I think, uh, what, what were we talking uh, about seven, eight hours ago or so? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. I was still sleeping then, but yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> mountain time. <laughs> oh, mountain time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. it was the very last minute uh, uh, fill in. So and it's uh, an honor. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you, Brian. We will continue to play the Where's Valdo game uh, when, when, when we can track her down and bring her back into the greater Colorado area. Uh, but for uh, right now, yeah, she is. Uh, she's in Coeur d'Alene. She is uh, supporting hubby uh, as he undertakes yet another uh, athletic uh, challenge. And uh, didn't so you say it, something like biathlon or something like that? Triathlon. You know what? I can't remember. She can swap me upside the head when she sees me next. I can't remember what it is he does. It doesn't what matter he, if it's bi or try. I'm still not doing it. Exactly. I was going to say what he's doing is something I'm never going to do in my whole life. That's what he's doing. Congratulations, Bill. <laughs> he's living out my dreams. He is. He is. I'm with him in spirit. <laughs> yeah. So in the meantime, we are going to have a little chat today about uh, the true value of money, or as the uh, title of the show said, wealth versus money. Um, and that distinction for some may seem very uh, esoteric, very ethereal, but it's not. It's a practical difference, and it is something that can really uh, help support you in declining economic times, which if you haven't figured out by now, we are in. And, you know, we've been in them for a while this um, is setting yet another record. You know, we had the Great Recession, which was the, the biggest uh, downturn since the Depression. And we've had so many record-breaking things. But this is a new record-breaker. This is the most consecutive downturns uh, in, in, in a, you know, five-year period. We had a natural correction in 2018. We had a recessionary turndown in 2019. Then the pandemic introduced its own brand-new style of economic strife. Now we've had an incredible inflation attack, and that inflation is leading to a recessionary period, which is commonly called stagflation, basically, where the economy slows down because of the 
uh, uncontrolled rise in prices. And of course, that's led to the usual response from the federal governments, at least in the Western world, of jacking up interest rates, which has now caused other markets to decline, including, God help us, the housing market while my wife and I are trying to sell a house. <laughs> so, yeah. So some markets have been hit harder than others. We're fortunate. We're not quite out of it completely yet, but it's, it's only a matter of time. And there are some experts out there, not to scare you, who believe in the Elliott Wave principle, which says that economic uh, occurrences happen in 10-year spikes with major events occurring every 100 years. And the fact is, in the last five years, we have already seen three major 100-year anniversaries. <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> so uh, it is not unreasonable to think that sometime between now and 2029, we might, as many experts are predicting, see another depression. It will not be like the one we saw in 1929. That's impossible because in 1929, money had actual tangible value and was attached to a standard of precious metals, jewels, etc. depending on where you were. Money today isn't real. So it's, it can't possibly be quite the same thing, and it won't take 10 years to recover because we've already been in it for three. So, you know, it's not really. But it, it will signal one of the biggest downturns uh, of all time, and it will take some time to recover. But when you understand the difference between wealth versus money, you can understand how this is a period of opportunity. Just like the pandemic, some saw it as a time of panic and uh, you know, strife, and obviously for some it genuinely was tragedy and trauma, but many people saw it as a time to reset. And now we're seeing the Great Resignation, which will probably end if we hit a depressionary period, but uh, for right well, now, people have decided that difference between wealth and money is about the quality of life. And that's one of the first things I think, you know, we, we need to address and talk about. So well, Brian, I, I'm gonna I, roll it over to you, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I look at, you have a questionnaire of wealth and riches is really what I think you're, you're getting at. Um, if we look at the politics and we look at what's going on in our economy and now today, if we look at it from that perspective, riches, is our, uh, riches are a big concern just because of the fact of what are our riches and where do we stand on that that scale, if you will. How much money is in our bank account, it determines how much gas we can buy. Because, I mean, gas prices, as we know, are just incredibly silly. Um, I'd call it other things, but we are public here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't gas stop now, you know. <laughs> well... <laughs> The price of gas, the price of food, the price of housing, the price of this, the price of that, that all comes back to our riches. It really does. And it depends on what your, your numbers are in your bank account, where you started. I mean, are you in your 20s now or are you in your 50s that are still with a bank account of somebody in their 20s? Yeah. I mean, these make a big difference on how we get through this next few months or year or two years, whatever it takes to to get those corrections in the gas market and the petroleum and all that other kind of stuff. And we can talk about whose fault it is. We can talk about why it is. We all have our opinions, all depending on what we read and what we see. Mm -hmm. Those things that we read and that we see influence the way that we think, which is going to give us our opinion on why gas is at $6 a gallon. Okay. Um, so we could talk about that all day, but I also want to hit that other side too, that you talk about, which is wealth. Um, I had a question, or I, I had a guy one time, he's actually a chiropractor, um, acupuncturist, 
he, you know, pokes you with needles and stuff. But he also has this thing of reading palms. And he told me one day that I was going to be rich and wealthy two times in my life. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, it doesn't necessarily mean money. And I, I was kind of befuddled with that because when I think wealth and riches, I think how much is my bank account, how, much, how many properties and boats do I own? Yeah. He's like, no. He says, you can be rich in love. You can be rich in life. You can be rich in all these non-tangible things and still be wealthy and rich. I'm like, wow. So narrowing it down between wealth and riches, it's how you, you know, wealth is how you live your life and what has become you. And then riches is what has, what you've earned and what you've supported and what you've collected. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the story I remember hearing about Steve Jobs. You know, and I mean, there was never a more ambitious human being. Maybe Elon Musk has given him a run for his money, but really, I mean, that guy was, you know, ambitious to the point of ruthless at times. And But he had a dream, he had a vision, and he took it all the way. And I know for him, it was to prove something. And, you know, there was there was a mission and a vision. But he made it clear that wealth was a big part of it for him. He really, really did want to become wealthy doing something that he knew. But I remember at a, a point very close to his death when he spoke very intimately in an interview and said that he just, the clarity had come so full to him that it all meant nothing. And right. all that actually was of value to him in that moment was the legacy that he was leaving behind that he wouldn't just be forgotten once he was gone rather than well, the I think we all hit that level about age 35. 32 yeah. to 35, we start thinking about what's my tombstone going to say? Yep. You know, what 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 are people going to remember me by? Am I going to be remembered across the internet that I was famous or am I going to be remembered because I did well with my community? Mm -hmm. I did well with my family. You know, those I think is a real good examples of wealth yeah you know yeah. so know. riches we can all have the riches it just depends on how you want to play the game and when you start playing that's right and calculating your riches really depends a lot on what you what you want to achieve what you want to mm -hmm. want to have i mean we do live in a world where money motivates a lot of our results but if you don't first know the results you're after then there's no way you can calculate a number and that's why you have so many people just going, I just want to win the lottery, which obviously isn't very likely. But even if it did, what are you going to do with it? You don't know. You have no idea. You don't understand how to handle it. Most, most, yeah, most winners are, they're right back to where they started three years after they do win something. Or worse. Yeah. Or worse because they went overboard. Exactly. Uh, there was the guy who thought he won, uh, what was it, the publisher's clearinghouse or whatever, because he got that thing in the mail. You could win. Yeah. He read it as he won. Yeah. And went out and spent all his money before they delivered him a check. Well, they never delivered him a check. No. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you do have situations like that, too. Well, you know, it's absolute proof that I'm an empath. Because when I hear that story, for a split second, I think, what an idiot. <laughs> but then I immediately just think, oh, I just feel so bad for him. <laughs> just, <Wait. you> know. <laughs> The other side of it is you got to think with him buying. I mean, he bought boats and cars and stuff like this. He had the credit to do it. Yeah. He had to have. I mean, because he didn't have the money to put down. That's right. So he had to have the credit and put something up against that credit. Yeah. 
or hopefully he find quantities that he could sell back off again later and get back to normal. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, you got to think it really sucks if he buys a car or a boat. The depreciation when you r drive it off the lot, having yeah. to make just that portion up alone. If you sold the vehicle or boat, yep. that portion that's left over, woof. but not <laughs> as bad a position if he spent it all on booze and prostitutes. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Never get some fun out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully he made some great memories. <laughs> yeah. So, but B, I, I think a lot of this comes down to planning. It really does. Um, I'm a financial guy. I've been in the financial business now for, oh goodness gracious, this is 2022, so almost 22 years, and I've been helping families plan for retirement and plan for their kids' education and all those other different types of things and being prepared for what's coming. So if we look at it from a serious route, you can really start at zero. And if you start at the right time or you have a little bit of money to put away and you kind of put it on that, what what is that, set it and forget it mode? That's right. You By the time you reach age 65 or 70 or whatever, 62, um, whatever your retirement plans are, you could be rich you could have that money or at least wealthy in the materials that you have in order to continue living beyond your retirement. You know, because that's one of the biggest problems we have in today's society is we retire early and we like to, but we don't think about what am I going to do for that money to come in as I retire? Or how am I going to provide an income off of the money that I've saved? I mean, these are big concerns, and especially nowadays, if we're in this poor position where the stock market is dropping like it did in 2000, excuse me, in 2000, there's people I know that went from millionaires down to, you know, 100,000 heirs, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and it was just a matter of timing, and that's where we're at now. So there's a lot of people we have to sit back and have a little bit of empathy for because they did plan, and now the market is kicking them in the butt when they need it. That's right. Yeah. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, uh, since we're talking about different types of wealth, you know, Brian said there's, there's wealth of love, there's wealth of life, there's so many different types of, of wealth. And one of the biggest things that I think came into light during the pandemic for people was that the greatest asset in our lives really is time because mm -hmm. it's one of the most valuable, but it's also one of the only ones that really is completely unrenewable. I mean, even our, ourselves physically on a cellular level, we become a new person every seven years. So up to a point, we're renewable. Money is definitely renewable. People worry so much about it, and yet it's one of the easiest things to really get, actually. It's to just obtain, yeah. to get it in those volumes that they think they need it in. But to get what you need, it's actually not that hard. The proof is here we all are. We may not be as wealthy as we'd like to be. We may not have that timeshare and wherever, whatever. But we're living well. Please don't. Living. That's a bad investment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I share bad investment. <laughs> Absolutely. But we have what we need, you know. And when you get that glasses half full attitude, you you see we have everything we need and then some. That's right. abundant living. That's what it is. But nobody thinks about the time. And you know, the greatest quote uh, for me ever is is uh, the biggest mistake every person makes is thinking they have time. Because right. you don't, you don't own it. You can't control it. If you lose it, you never get it back, and you don't nearly have as much as you think you do. And it's it's an underrated uh, commodity 
uh, that people squander worse than money. They protect their money, but squander their time. And uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I believe that in, in times of struggle, like the, the pandemic, but now mm. also in an economic time, I think it's when finally people get to see that, that difference. The, the key is, can they remember it going forward in the good times? Once the good times come, it's back to spending money and wasting time. But now's a good time to really get deep into your soul with that sense of the value of time. Well, with that, with that pandemic, I have to ask the question to our audience out there. How many of you out there utilized your time when we were stuck at home? Yeah. How many of you maybe, like I did, 14 years it took me and I finished my yard finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how Michelle and I met, my, my, you know, my other partner. Um, what did you do with your time then? And if you need to measure it, if you follow somebody, like somebody who's becoming successful, and they're a mentor to you, what did they accomplish over the last six months or during the pandemic? Because they took advantage of time while you sat back and watched the latest and greatest episode of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if you look at it from that perspective, they're moving forward, and I just got in another whole season of uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> what have you done? What are you doing in order to move forward and take advantage of your time? And what I've realized, I I waste a lot of that. Okay, mm -hmm. I would probably say forty percent of my time. I wouldn't say a hundred percent of my time. But how can I take advantage of that forty percent of that time that I do have, or that I am losing and forgetting? Okay, how can I utilize that much more time in order to move me further ahead? Sure. Whether it's sitting down and doing another podcast, whether it's sitting down getting another client, whether it's sitting down um, doing the, the back office stuff that none of us like to do <laughs> so that it's out of the way before the next thing happens or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of us who over that time period of COVID, we looked at ourselves and went, uh, this is too much time at home. I've got to do something. I've got to move forward. And how am I going to move forward to meet my goals and my dreams? Presuming that you have them and most of us should have. Well, and that's the thing too. If you, if you spent some of that pandemic downtime bringing your goals and dreams into focus, mm -hmm. then I would say you used the time very, very well. Uh, right. Now the times are busier. Things are getting back to normal. But just having that better clarity on what you want We'll mm -hmm. put you ahead of everybody else who's just jumped back into the grind. You may be back in the grind, but you now have a well-planted vision of there's something else I want to move toward, and I will get moving toward it. Those of you who clarified the vision quickly and took some of the initial action during the downtime, you're even further ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, and those of you who maybe were giving it all and going the grind and going at 110% all the time before it happened, if you took the time to just pause and slow down, relax, reassess what was important, reconnect with your family, I just want to make sure you know you won too. <laughs> you definitely right, won right, as right. well. Uh, right. Well, that's, that's the determination of what you think. Sometimes it's internal, right? So. Yeah, that's the determin determination of what you think is wealth. Mm -hmm. Is family wealth to you? Yeah. You know, those are the things, and I, you know, a lot of folks that I know made promises that they're keeping past COVID. 
I got to spend time and understand my son or my daughter, and they now understand me more because I'm not gone to work 8, 10, 12 hours a day. I was at home with them during COVID, and now that I've done that and I've you know, met that goal, now I can continue it through. Just because I go back to work doesn't mean I have to give up my family. That's right. You know, there are people who do that kind of stuff. You know, my family's all grown, so, <laughs> but I still, you know, I still have a spouse. <laughs> so. That's right. Well, that's the thing too. Once you get to the empty nest, you can't just take it as an excuse to walk away. It's like, ah, now I got this person I can pay some attention to again. <laughs> uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, that's. that's what oh I yeah, I forgot she was here. Well, or maybe that's it too, man. I mean, now that you don't have so many things to deal with, you can get the hell away from each other for a little while too, you know. Again, whatever success looks like to you. <laughs> no wonder cruises are so popular right now. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Before we move on any further, I want to welcome Sally Wurr. She's been uh, quietly watching from the wings and uh, says good morning or afternoon, depending on where you are. Uh, I think now there's a person who has taken advantage of the time that they've had recently. Yeah, no kidding. Exactly. New book. I mean, well, she was part of a new book out. She's created what a whole new series of three now. um, That she's. I think she just released the first one. She's getting ready to release the rest of the series here sometime this summer. Um, Sally's just been incredible, and she's been moving on. Uh, One of the books, of course, with Michelle was up on the New York Times bestseller. uh, at billboards in yes, Times Square. I you saw know. that picture on the social media of the billboard. Wow, <laughs> that was pretty cool. I have to confess some envy on that one. I'm not the type to fall to jealousy. I just love people's success, especially when they're people I'm connected to because I know right. success will be a connection of my own. You know, I'm very positive in that sense. I admit to some flat-out jealousy on that one. <laughs> oh, beautiful New York Times billboard. <laughs> Well, there's jealousy and envy too. You know, you can you can feel envy, but I think the closer the person is to you, the more jealousy that you feel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm thinking it's, it's this close, you know. And of course, I know I know Brian, you're going to talk about it on your show tomorrow. Uh, speaking of Michelle, Doctor Michelle, Doctor, yeah, yes. So yeah, so well, we won't be talking about it tomorrow. I think because we, we actually had to pre-record because she is wow. on an airplane at, as we speak on her way to Vegas and she is doing a uh, class reunion. So she's not gonna be available. So our pre-recorded show will go on tomorrow. So your partner bugged down on you too? Yeah, she did. Uh, but we planned for it. We, she, we actually planned. time to pre-record before she buggered off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one in the can, as they say. <laughs> yep, there you go, there you go. <laughs> well, that's that's very cool. So, uh, so well, I, I know that you heard it here first, Dr. Michelle Moraz. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, I know since Val isn't here, I know she kind of left you some notes and we had some topics mm-hmm. to cover so she could still moderate the show. Yeah. So <laughs> what was our, th- I think we covered two already, right? Uh, we definitely did, uh, knowing your numbers and uh, the Val's thought, you know, I'll just encapsulate it in her own words. Rich people have money, wealthy people have time. And, you know, further to that for me personally, um, I've always said that t- time is freedom. Um, what I teach uh, people above all else, one of my more practical courses is time management and scheduling. I teach people how to budget their time uh, with as much care as they would budget their money. Uh, and I say because time is more valuable. Um, and so, you know, Val's belief is that true wealth is, is in having time. And even if your pursuit is money, when you think about it, when you break it down, 
what you're trying to get by amassing that money is time time and freedom mm -hmm. it's what we're all after when you talk about the wealthy lifestyle you know what if you had a million dollars people tell a story of having time and freedom to choose so I, I there is a song out there if I had a million dollars um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into it because I am I'm not the by a Canadian there. group <laughs> is it really <laughs> yeah bare naked ladies yes nice <laughs> never realized they were from Canada eh? they, they are indeed yes <laughs> well, I, yes, and I, I agree with her statement. And time is money is you know one of those things that we use all the time. One of those what do they call those? I want to say soliloquy, but that's not the word I'm looking for. You know, one of those terms or statements that we use. Time is money, and um, wasted time. And I mean, there's songs about that too. Um, wasted days, wasted nights. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, you're I, got these, now. I have all these songs rolling through my head right now. Um, wealthy and, and, and again, we're wealthy and rich. You can have both. There's nothing saying that you can't. Sometimes you have to give up one to have another. Yes, um, it, it's sure. all our part of life, and it depends on our position. You, you made a comment earlier that money is actually kind of easy to come by. Well, for some people, it's not. And for those people, a lot of times they spend their times toiling and toiling and toiling in order to get the money so that they can have the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, or it's, they just have too cycle. much time and they don't know what to do with it, so they don't have the money either. I mean, it's it's a vicious circle. It's kind of like everything in life. You know, even fashions, they, you know, bell bottoms came back there for a while too. It's about a 20 year rotation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Everything has to, everything always comes back around. Um, if you look at the stock market, what we were talking about earlier, the stock market ten years ago was well, not even ten years ago, two years ago. It is now below what it was two years ago, mm -hmm. even though it had this big climb. And hopefully, a lot of people took advantage of that. But we don't, you know. It. it I got four things running in my head. So if you take advantage of the time that we're in now, this is kind of a time where you can go, okay, now I can buy the stuff low, okay? And maybe in the next five years, once things get settled out and, and, and all those other kind of things and normalize, we'll have more money because we took advantage of the time today. However, if you're somebody who's getting started, you don't want to try and time the market. It's about time in the market, mm -hmm. okay? So it's getting your money out there and buying the most shares at unpredictable times to set it and forget it so that when you get to retirement, you don't have to promise to work as a cart pusher, you know, because what kind of promises did we make to our spouses when we got married 20, 30 years ago or whatever it happens to be? We didn't make a promise. Hey, honey, we're going to get to the end of our time and we're going to retire and you're going to still be working at, you know, the grocery store and I'm going to be working at the plumbing store. We said, Hey, we're going to travel the world. We're going to have a camper. We're going to have this, we're going to have that. Yeah. So you've got to start that planning. And I think a lot of this wealth and riches all comes down to planning. Where yes. do you start? When do you start? How do you do it? And getting the right advice from the right people. That's right. If you just want to grow in love. Hey, more power to you. You know, <laughs> find the people that are right and change your personality to be what you want it to be in order to find love. Yep. But it's very true. And, you know, we say time is more valuable than money. But in truth, they are partnered. They are partnered. They are. 
because we, we, we take the time to make the money so that the money could give us the time and back and forth. But really, you do have to figure out how to balance both, really. It's, mm -hmm. it's very important that you figure it out. And money is timing, and timing right. is money, so absolutely. But none of it means anything without a vision and without a plan. You have to have that in mind. And as uh, Sally has very uh, aptly pointed out, a million dollars isn't much more anymore, sadly. <laughs> I mean, even since they wrote that song, which was uh, back in, I think, the early 90s, a uh, million dollars has definitely changed its Oh, it, it definitely has. So, you know. I mean, I remember one day when I was, you know, I was young and I was working and I worked as a welder and different things like that. And I would buy lotto tickets. And I actually sat down before I was even a finance guy. I sat down and figured out the numbers and what it would take me to live the rest of my life without having to work. At that point, and I probably forgot a few things because I've been experienced since then looking back. But I figured about a mil, million and a half would have carried me all the way through my life. Mm -hmm. If I try to do those numbers today, what? We're talking three years? <laughs> if you manage it properly, right. you know, that's a big difference, a lifetime or three years. Yep. And as you I know, said on my show hard. recently, people forget to allow for inflation. They might be reminded a little bit right now, but people easily forget. You know, you have to figure if you're going to retire at 65 and God bless you, you live to be 95. Right. That's another 30 years. You're going to see about 4% per year on average. <laughs> exactly. You got to make sure you got the same amount. What you're making at 65 isn't going to carry you when you're at 95. Right. Plus, you're going to have special needs at that point that you didn't right. have 30 years earlier. So. Yeah, and some of it's your lifestyle. Panic. I mean, actually, it's your lifestyle. And as you... As you acquire wealth, your lifestyle changes. Yes, right. Or I should say, as you acquire riches, in this case, yeah. um, or the money, your lifestyle changes because now you figure that you can have, instead of buying um, great value beans, now you can buy the van camps. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it, 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 we grow with our money to a certain degree also. It sets our lifestyle. Indeed. Well, Brian, we're always here for a good time, not a long time on this show. We have hit the half-hour mark. What they say in our day? The clock on the wall says. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for uh, coming in and filling in for Val. I had a blast with you. Uh, please come and join us again uh, just as a guest uh, to, to come on in and, and share your viewpoints. Um, anytime we're talking finance, for sure, I'm going to send out an invitation for you to come and, and, and chat. I love your viewpoints. I love your uh, outlook on it. You're not a typical financial manager. You got a lot of heart uh, behind the, the dollars there. And, uh, and I, I, I love the, the outlook you have. So thanks for being here, buddy. Not a problem. I love being here. Yeah. And uh, we'll look for that pre-recorded show tomorrow. But normally, uh, check Brian out. What's, uh, what's the time zone for your show? You're at noon, right, uh, Brian? Uh, noon Mountain Time. We're always noon at Mountain. Noon Mountain Time, live on Facebook. Um, and Facebook, YouTube, and then after we get done with the show and such, and however long it takes me, I edit it and I actually put it out on the on a podcast, oh, so great. that you can actually get the audio on all of your favorite, you know, iTunes, blah 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 blah. Right on. Well, if you're so, in the mountain it's time zone, denim and pearls. That's yeah, denim and pearls. If you're in the mountain time zone, it's noon. If you're out east here with me, that would be two p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, every Friday. Uh, yep. At, and it's, it's a great show. It is really awesome. I have uh, intro envy. Uh, Brian and Michelle have the most awesome intro. It's <laughs> I've so got to work on the mid-roll, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, and as though. we say, it's business casual with pearls of wisdom from the porch. 
And yep. if you really analyze those three little thick sentences, they're not even sentences, those three little sets of words down, it says it all about us. Yeah. It's fun. We keep it casual. And it's really good information. Yes. It's a terrific show. I've only caught about three episodes so far, but uh, fun. Well, out of the 400, you only caught three? I, I'm working slowly through. <laughs> Trying to sell a house here, Brian. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in, as always. Uh, I, I know Brian doesn't know the sign-off, so I'll have to do it myself. <laughs> always uh, stay strong and, above all, keep smiling because you got this. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, Brian. Peace out.